15th or 16th, depending on how quickly I edit this. We're, uh, we're near the end of May 15th. And we have a name for News Digest. And from now on, we will refer to these as Connectabytes. Thanks to James Charlton for the name. We'll probably still differentiate them as News Digests. That also allows us to do other things with these Connectabytes. It's kind of like the connectivity EPs that showed up um, in the first couple months of the show's existence. But let's get down to news. I've got Patrick Barnett with me, our, our loyal news editor. Hello, everyone. Yes, and we are here to talk about the, the bombs that keep on dropping. The first one we're going to kick off with is something that Patrick's not even really sure about because it kind of just happened. That's that Capcom will not have any playable Nintendo games at E3 2012. I find this really hard to believe. Like, I feel like there should be at least something there. I'll explain how this happened because we actually we broke the story. Yay, go us. <laughs> I was trying to book appointments for, for Capcom, and I've been doing that with every company. It's part of the joy of E3 if you ever get make it this far into the planning for E3 ladder. Um, but I was emailing the Capcom representative, and they said, you know, uh, we're not going to have a whole lot of room. You know, it, like, we don't really, we're not really having a lot of appointments, which I thought was already kind of weird. And then I followed that up by asking, well, if you don't have any Nintendo games there, then, like, we don't need to book an appointment, and, and th then we're good. And the response that I got was one sentence saying, unfortunately, there will be no playable Nintendo games at our booth this year. Um, which uh, doesn't really leave any room for thinking of it a different way. Like, that that's pretty clear cut. Yeah. But the one thing that it doesn't say is it, it, emphasis on the word playable. That means we could still have Capcom games getting getting revealed or announced. So this this Red, Resident Evil 3DS game, it still might get announced by Capcom at E3. It's just not going to be playable. There might be a video. Well, what the initial rumor for that Resident Evil 3DS game was that it was going to come this year yet. So you would think they would have it playable. Yeah, if that it was is still true. coming this year. Oh, I agree, and I, I think there's so a snowball. So maybe this there is a snowball. The... Yeah. There is a snowball chance in hell that that game's coming out this year if they're not going to have a playable at E3. And uh, it looks like they're not really going to have any Wii U support unless all their Wii U stuff will be at Nintendo's booth, which is a possibility. It's yeah. very interesting, and it, it, it's kind of a bummer because Capcom was one of the companies that seemed to support 3DS pretty strongly right off the bat with Street Fighter 4 and then not one but two Resident Evil games and then Monster Hunter in Japan, which uh, we still don't know about the status of that in North America and Europe. But I imagine that'll probably get a localization later this year. It's probably just not it's it's not worth focusing on it at E three because it's already been out in Japan for six months. It just concerns me that a stronger third party publisher isn't going to have anything to yeah. show. But that may just be false false worrying. <laughs> on kind of a, a side note and I don't know if this really is is that surprising, but at least from, from booking for E3 stuff. I don't think Sega really has too much either. Well, they're in a different situation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're in a much much more dire financial straits than Capcom are. But I think pretty much for Sega, for Nintendo platforms, we got Rhythm, Rhythm Thief, which is out everywhere but North America, and will be out a month after E3. So I'll be shocked if that's even mentioned or makes an appearance there at all. I don't think it'll be there personally. And then there's Aliens Colonial Marines, which we know is coming out on Wii U. I think that's supposed to be coming out alongside the launch of the other game. It's probably not really confirmed because the Wii U launch technically isn't confirmed. But Aliens Colonial Marines, we know that's a thing for Wii U. But other than that, I don't think Sega really has any other games. There's kind of like the tease of that downloadable game, Hell Yeah, coming to Wii U. But 
I have a feeling that'll kind of depend on how the the Wii U shop starts off and how hell yeah sale, sells when it comes out this summer. But yeah, that's that's it's not all doom and gloom right now because we did get the Mario Kart Seven patch today. Finally, um, <laughs> yeah, there was a system update last night with which basically everyone was like, "All right, we're gonna get that patch soon." And sure enough, in the middle of the night Eastern time, uh, we got the patch for Mario Kart Seven. It fixes three tracks. Uh, I believe both of the Woohoo ones, apparently there were shortcuts in both. I only really knew about the one. And then uh, I think the Game Boy Advance Bowser's Castle level, yeah. which yeah, you could apparently just go through the lava and you know, skip I, half of I'd it. I'd never known about those other Yeah, I only, I only knew about the one. Um, yeah. I guess only I, one was really talked about. I mean, that was the one that I think was the easiest to do. I, I'm impressed that Nintendo kept their word back when they first announced that the game would be getting a patch. They said it was going to be coming in the middle of May and... Uh, May fifteenth yeah, is pretty the close Ides to the of May. That's <laughs> almost literally the they, middle they of May. They couldn't get much closer. <laughs> I mean, I, maybe the sixteenth would technically be the middle because there's that, that's not quite the middle month. either, though. Because yeah, sure, it's halfway like, through the fifteenth. Like, <laughs> yes, but yeah, I mean that's real cool. Actually, right now when we're recording this, there is a community night going on. Um, should be fun. I hope that uh, after we're done recording this, before I edit this, which is part of the reason why it'll probably be on the 16th instead of the 15th, uh, we'll hop in and play some Mario Kart because it's, it's a fun game. But the, the one thing that's notable about this is it only fix the, fixes the online. Time trials remain the same. For people that set you know ridiculous times with these shortcuts, you can still keep on doing that. So have fun with that. It, just, it won't happen online, which I think is the right way to do it. Also, we got uh, Pikmin 2, uh, the new play control version, will be debuting as a Nintendo Select on June 10th for $19.99, which is $10 cheaper than all the other new play controls games were when they first came out. And alongside that, Mario Power Tennis, another new play control game that came out back in 2009, is getting dropped down to $20 and is becoming a Nintendo Select. Most likely to kind of go off a of Mario Tennis Open coming out, and then you have a Wii game to go with it. Also, Donkey Kong Country Returns and Super Smash Bros. Brawl, while not joining the Nintendo Selects brand, are dropping to $30. I think this is great, although the only game I'm going to get is Pikmin 2. I, I, I already own Pikmin 2 on the GameCube, but now this definitely makes me consider getting it on the Wii a more likely option for me. Like, cheaper for a game I already own is better, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, maybe that's the logic behind making it twenty dollars. After all, it's a three-year-old game. I was reading somewhere; I think it was in, in forums somewhere, where some person made a comment about how it releasing for twenty dollars makes it cheaper to buy the North American version than it does to buy the Japanese version that came out three years ago. <laughs> but I mean, that's really cool. Uh, having Donkey Kong Country Returns and Brawl down to thirty dollars is great. Both of those games are wonderful. Just opens it up so more people can play them, I guess. Yeah. And I've already heard a lot of people that passed on Donkey Kong Country Returns talk about how they're definitely going to get it when it drops down to 30 bucks, And I think that's a smart move because that is a game that I feel like it's sold well. They actually had sales numbers buried in the press release. Uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns sold 2.5 million. Oh, wow. Brawl sold 5.5. Um, no, which I wonder, how that I wonder how that compares to Melee. I assume Melee probably beat the pants off it because I think Melee had a lot longer legs. Than, than Brawl does. And I think Brawl still has long legs. It's just that Melee was like 2001 to 2008. And I think Melee was sold. like the staple GameCube game yeah. that you got. I think Brawl's pretty close up there with Wii, but with, with the advent of Wii Sports and everything, it kind of got a little yeah. pushed to the side. But yeah, I mean, that's all good news. June will not be uh, completely barren of Wii releases, although I'm still not really sure if we're getting Project Zero 
in North America or not. It's coming out at the end of June in every other region. Well, they still have the last story and possibly Pandora's Tower to pad the remaining months with. And, uh, I mean, the last story right now, looking at about a July release, that's what Exceed's saying. Uh, actually, I have some good news with that, is that we'll be interviewing someone from the last story development team while we're at E3. It's, it's not Sakaguchi. I actually don't remember the guy's name. I'm sorry, but... We'll have an interview with that, which should be pretty cool. And the likelihood of Pandora's Tower might be going up a little bit because the MPDs came in, and while the Xenoblade sales were not reported, it seems like the rumors, or at least uh, like some people are saying over 200,000, which would be a big success. Yeah. It seems like more likely it's a lot lower than that. <laughs> um, what it was is that there were a couple analysts that said it would came in at number three overall, which may or may not be right because the MPD only doesn't report retail exclusive games. So it wasn't included, but this month was also the lowest. I think, I don't know exactly when, but it was, it was way down from last April, which there were a variety of reasons why that happened. But people were saying, or at least an analyst said that for the an analyst for the MPD said that the top seven selling games from April 2011 outsold the top selling game for April 2012, which was Prototype 2. And using different uh, sales numbers we have from there, I believe G4 TV had the story on this. So that that's where I'm getting some of my facts. The number six game, which I believe was Crisis 2, sold about... Uh, I think uh, two, 220, 220,000 or something like that. And then the number 10 game, which was NBA 2K11, sold about one, I think 170 or 180. So that means Xenoblade would likely be somewhere in between that range. If, if indeed that original analyst who said it came in at number three was correct, is that it's, it's, you know, it's not going to be 200,000, but it, as long as it's somewhere around there, that's a success. Yeah, I, I feel like either way, it's going to succeed Nintendo's initial expectations for how well it was going to do. Yeah, I believe that um, from from some anecdotal stuff that some people from our staff gathered from talking to Nintendo reps is that they were they were shooting to pass 100,000 units. And I think they might have done that, which means that Xenoblade releasing in North America might have worked. Operation Rainfall, a success. <laughs> yes. Well, if Pandora's Tower comes Part, out here, yes. then it will be a complete success. Stage Until one. that happens, it's still still pretty good. Even if we don't get Pandora's Tower, still a pretty good victory. Um, also in the MPDs, Mario Party 9 did very well. Uh, it came in at 6th, or no, it came in at 7th on the top 10 list. Um, and considering that it's only for one system, that's that's pretty sweet. Um, and the Kid Icarus Uprising sold about 83,000 units. If everything was just on, a, on an individual skew basis, it would have made the top 10. Um, it did not because the way the MPD groups everything is that like the 360, PS3, Wii, and you know DS and PC versions of Modern Warfare 3 all show up as one. And when you're comparing that to Kid Icarus Uprising, you know, there's a pretty, pretty uh, big, big difference there because you mm -hmm. have multiple SKUs and only one. But yeah, uh, Spirit Camera sold like shit, 6,000 <laughs> copies doesn't surprise me and skylanders sold a whole lot and points cards are up by 75 percent so it's kind of showing that the digital thing is the right way to go i'm surprised people are going with the points card route rather than just using direct deposit into their digital account it could also be you know like kids who don't have or people who don't have credit cards or stuff it might just be i, I guess to do that. i feel like points cards would go up around holidays but yeah maybe well i guess easter possibly yeah 
Um, and <laughs> Easter was early this month. That was part of the reason why the sales were down is that Easter was quite late in 2011 yeah. compared to this year where it was the first weekend in April. Uh, we got some other news that we're going to run down before we run out of time. That's Order Up, the 3DS game that came out as a retail game in Europe back in December, is now coming out as an eShop demo in North America, and it'll come out the full retail release as an eShop game sometime afterwards. You can uh, check the site out for our interview with the developer, Supervillain Studios. It's a pretty great interview. They talk a lot about their retail versus download dichotomy and everything. Um, so that should be pretty cool, and that seems like a demo that might be worth checking out. It's a oh. restaurant sim, but it seems like it's a good restaurant sim. Yeah. Ever since the game made that leap to the digital market, well, it's going to land on the digital market. I'm much more interested in it because it, it was one of those games where I didn't feel like I would spend the money on it, but digitally, I'm just might. If that, if that's ten or fifteen bucks in in eShop, that's pretty good. I yeah. think. Better than a $40 retail game. Yeah. <laughs> we also have Jason Rohr's Kickstarter game, which is Diamond Trust of London. This is the developer. He did Sleep is Death, Primrose, and a, and a bunch of other, I guess, kind of artsy indie games, if you will. But Diamond Trust of London is this kind of weird board game thing where you're trading diamonds in the year 2000. And it's got this kind of weird like paper-like art style. But what it does do is these kind of cool things where... You know, it's like a board game. Like It seems like it's sort of like Risk or something like that. Yeah. But it does things where, you know, each person with their DS playing the game, it it does kind of interesting things like, you know, using something in the game where you could, like, bribe people to get more information. You could find information about the person that you're playing against, and they won't know that you found out that information. And it has single-card multiplayer, so that's that's pretty cool. It makes it kind of interesting. And the whole reason why it has a Kickstarter is that... It's it's all approved. It took a long time to go through the Nintendo lot check, but you know Jason Rower is he's he's one dude, and he had a he had a publishing deal for the game, but it fell through, and self publishing it for him, you know, is is pretty expensive because you need to get a, a minimum that is rather high to produce DS carts, and he also made the call that DSiWare doesn't really seem to be worth it, which it seems like from reading the Kickstarter page, he doesn't really get that 3DS has access to DSiWare. So when he talked about the limitation of DSiWare, he was only focusing on people having DSIs as opposed to DSs, which there is a pretty big disparity there. But if you factor in the 3DSs and the fact that, you know, it'll remain to be on that that eShop for as long as the 3DS runs, it might not have been that bad. But still, it seems like it's a really interesting game if you're into those kind of board games and it seems like it's uh, an interesting take on it on the ds i i threw down my money so i can get a copy of that when I'm Hear, hearing you describe it right there has certainly piqued my interest yeah i mean more it, so it's just, than before it's the kind of thing that's just pretty interesting to me um and uh, i'm kind of curious to see how it goes i'm trying not to get into too many kickstarters but it's interesting and uh you know make your own decision i'm not saying you have to donate to it it looks like they're gonna pass seventy-five thousand anyway they're at like 58 or something right now, and they still have a week and a half to go. And the last bit of news we have is Lego Lord of the Rings is probably coming out later this year. In a Which news that surprises me. no one. <laughs> there is, I mean, we when we found out that there were Lego, there were Lord of the Rings Legos coming out this summer. Uh, this was a while ago. I think this is back in 2011. It was just kind of like, all right, it's only a matter of time, and it seems like that matter of time is this fall, probably around the release of The Hobbit. Maybe, just saying. Probably. Um, Le- Lego yeah. games don't surprise me anymore. It's w- If they would do something like a Lego Legend of Zelda, that is when I'd 
Yeah. That's when I well, pick my ears up and start paying attention. You know, <laughs> this seems like as good as time as any to talk about Lego City Stories, which is that game that was announced by Nintendo at their press conference last E3 that's coming out to Wii U and 3DS. And it's it's still been popping up on release lists. It still exists. I think it might just be called Lego City now instead of Lego City Stories. But it seems to be an open-world Lego game. But the one thing that is incredibly interesting about this game, outside of how little we know about it, is that Traveler's Tales, the guys who make all the Legos games, they're, they're a pretty solid developer on their own. I mean, some of the Lego games kind of get repetitive, but that base is, is a great game. It's just yeah. that they've been iterating it on so much that, you know, when you have two or three Lego games come out in a year, of course it gets boring. But then you look at the differences that they have between, like, Lego Harry Potter and Lego Star Wars games... And that there was a difference between them. Like, Lego Harry Potter, parts of that was kind of like, uh, you know, like a Metroidvania exploration. Like, it was pretty cool, I thought. But Lego City Stories is an open-world Lego game that is coming out to Wii U and 3DS likely by the end of the year. It might be a launch game. And Nintendo is publishing it. So... Oh, wow. If if you think about that, I mean, we've seen how 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 great games have come out of ostensibly mediocre studios because Nintendo have, has worked with them. I mean, just compare the body of work of Next Level Games and Silicon Knights to, or outside of Nintendo, to their body of work with Nintendo. And you can say that about a lot of developers, and I'm not really saying that, you know, every other game that Next Level Games and Silicon Knights made is total shit, but Eternal Darkness compared to Two Human, kind of night and day. Like, Punch-Out compared to Ghost Recon on Wii... There's a pretty big difference there. And, I mean, it's just that, that kind of that, that hard-assness that Nintendo does have seems to work well for, for some developers. Um, and I think that Traveler's Tales, under Nintendo's guidance, could make one hell of a Lego game, and that game could be very, very cool. But, yeah, that's, that's about all I got to say about that. Lego Lord of the Rings is boring, so I figured I'd just talk about something else. <laughs> you just make me more excited for Wii U. Oh, man, I can't wait. <laughs> I know. Um, it, it, we're, that, we're a broken record at this point. Yes. <laughs> Countdown, uh, guys, three weeks until, until E3. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. Until then, uh, I'll talk to you guys on Thursday. Yeah. Bye. Yep. See you. Connect the bikes.